five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA and the NMOA, National Mail Order Association. And today we want to talk about junk mail. And I'll explain why. I mean, I've got a couple of things first. First, a commercial on how to get more junk mail. Here we go. Do you love junk mail like I love junk mail? Well, at We Love Junk Mail, we can put you on more junk mail mailing lists than you ever imagined. A 10-mile square radius will have to be dedicated and newly plant trees just in your name. A whole square acre just in the first year. You can't get free junk mail just anywhere, and this is not combined with any other offer. I know what you're thinking. It's too good to be true. All this free junk mail at no charge to you. Just call 555-JUNK. That's 555-JUNK. Okay, free junk mail. This offer cannot be combined with any other. <laughs> free junk mail. Uh, there's very few things in life you can throw away. You know, I save like old rubber bands and paper clips. Unlike those things that I save, junk mail, I can, I can feel empowered. I can feel stronger. According to SQL response, August 29th, 2023, their benchmark, direct mail benchmark report reveals that 89% of marketers have increased or maintained direct mail investments in the last year, which is astounding, right? Especially given that the, the total number of advertising mail mailed by the Postal Service has gone down 14%, according to last week's second, first and second quarter, year over year, 14%. So if everyone's increasing their budget for mail and... Of course, we also know that everyone loves mail because we found survey after survey. And we've also found all the reasons why mail is effective. Yesterday was hilarious. Uh, really good article. I really liked it. Uh, the lyrical sense of endearment that direct mail fostered in a, in a tech writer, which I thought was really good. Um, so in spite of all this, why, why? Do we call it junk mail? Why is it why is it so maligned? Um, you can get more details on that on that ad report. I just wanted to before that I wanted to mention I've been holding on to this for a couple of days. It's from August eighth. Um, this is five ways to prepare for the ASA's new greenwashing restrictions, and the ASA is the Advertising Standards Association, which is a sort of a watchdog group in the UK that, um, you know, don't, doesn't let you run skimpy ads or other misleading ads. And um, they are on the watch for greenwashing, which, which is talking about your, your, your uh, climate change Mitigation initiatives. There, there, there's, a, there's a phrase for you. Your climate change mitigation initiatives, which we've talked about a lot on this show. Um, and so I just wanted to show that not everybody thinks mail is the only place that has junk coming out. But there's a special organization in the UK that has legal authority to fine you for saying misleading stuff uh, on your regular TV ads or, or digital ads. And so 
And what they recommend to prepare for this is having a team and taking e-learning and having experts, lots of experts are mentioned in this article. The restrictions basically re require that every statement must be truthful. Now, I don't know, you know, where would you get that idea in advertising? Heaven forbid, what would we do? We, we have no possible way to be truthful in advertising. They need to be accredited by third parties and with methodology and data reviewed every five years. And of course, you know, if you've been riding along with me for any length of time, you know that almost everything that is is actually portrayed in the whole climate hysteria is misleading and false so they're going to have their hands full but the way you get around it is using trusted partners you know if you all tell the same lie it's probably okay right but 69 percent of people are unsure of climate action which is probably healthy they're called the persuadables okay and i hope they watch this show um you know, I did put a link to Judith Curry's, one of her recent interviews, and I'll put it in there again so that you can get some counterpoint. Uh, she's one of the most credentialed climate scientists and has actually a, a real business forecasting weather for big insurance companies and such, uh, where, where, where they really have to be right because it's going to hit their pocketbook if they're not. They can't just pontificate and make more restrictions about this stuff. Okay, so... We're supposed to be moving beyond vague terms like net zero and leafy green visual cliches. Anyway, so obviously this could have a chilling effect. Which is, of course, the point of climate mitigation. <laughs> we want to chill everything. But the topic is increasingly salient. And I hope more and more nuanced. My, my hope. So you shouldn't be scared off. Feel free to make claims as long as they're substantiated by, by, by qualified third parties. So back to junk mail. Why is direct mail junk? Question mark. That's okay. And a couple of days ago, and I better, it's going to be tricky for me to get this. Mike Chiricuzio. That sounds good. Mike Chiracuzio, I bet that's pretty close, wrote and asked in the comments, which we can see. If you write a comment, I don't see any right now. But if you do, now we got to, oh, bicycles. That's one of the hardest ones. I got to verify bicycles. Okay, and now it, I don't know if you have to get it right or not. <laughs> uh, never try doing math live. Yeah, that was yesterday. I, that was Mike chiming in yesterday. <laughs> I got it a little wrong. And he got it a, a little more wrong, I think, <laughs> in his reply. I didn't suggest that he check it. But anyway, with all the abilities to use the principles of psychology within direct mail and all the testing and measurement available to direct mail users, why does there appear to be so much bad direct mail and why does it have a bad reputation? Yeah. Now, and so I decided to write a paper on it, and Mike actually reviewed it and thought it was pretty good and made lots of corrections of my bad grammar and typos. Um, and so I'm going to put this on 
up as a LinkedIn article because it ought to be a fun one. Um, but one reason that there's bad direct mail is that there's a there's a there's a chasm between what works and what looks good. <laughs> Huge chasm. You know that read Claude Hopkins book on copy. You know watch David Ogilvy. There's a playlist. Uh, there's actually a WDMA. Uh, there's a there. I found out there's a WDMA YouTube channel that I don't use much. I should. I'll put more stuff up there that has a nice little playlist. I'll try to put a link in that of, of that in the in the comments. Um, and one of the articles is by David Ogilvy, or one of the videos that I put in there, and it's excellent. And he says, you know, you you know that long copy sells, as an example. You know, starbursts help. Making the response device really big helps. A lot of things that look terrible help. Uh, I worked at a general agency for a couple of years, and um, we we won five out of five pitches while I was there. And they would parade me out and say, "This guy helps us do accountable advertising." And the CEO or the CFO or the president said, "Oh, that's what we want. We want an agency that has accountable advertising." And then the client would come in, the ad manager. No, you know, not the CEO anymore. That was passed off to some junior person. And um, they would have the the launch meeting, and I wouldn't even get invited. And they had great snacks. And uh, after five, after the fifth one, I finally asked our creative director, "Why don't I get to come?" And he said, "Well, your portfolio is super ugly, because what I had was I had test results. I had the the mailing before, and oftentimes they were done by ad agencies. You know, mailing before looked beautiful, minimalist. You know, very, very serene. Versus mine, money-saving offer. <laughs> Act now, limited time offer. Don't miss this. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Always, always beat control. Always, always beat control. We don't ever want to see your portfolio in a meeting. So anyway, I thought this was a – so part of the problem is the definition, right? And um, I, I better put the link to David Ogilvy's talk, and you can see the rest of, uh, the, rest of the uh, playlist in there. But he says ad advertising is meant to sell, which is another caution on talking too much about your sustainability efforts. You know, if you, if you focus on – the benefits of your product, you're probably safe from ASA, you know, because you can verify those and you're the expert. You make the stuff, right? But when you get into climate, you're wading into a murky sea of <laughs> confusion, I would say. Uh, whichever side you pick, it doesn't matter. You're not qualified to assess that. I'm not either. I admit it. Uh, so, and you know, if I talk enough about it, if I say those words on my YouTube channel, there will be a, a disclaimer that basically points you to the UN IPCC report, which is Judith was one of the, one of the co-authors, uh, in the scientific part, not in the summary, uh, a couple of times, I think. So anyway, so one of the reasons is that we test and we know what works and what works often is not the pretty picture. It's often the scary picture. It's often the long copy and fewer pictures. And there's, you know, again, read Claude Hopkins, go to scientificadvertising.com and you can get your copy of it. Everyone should read it. 
uh, bar none. I'll put the link to that in the. I'm going to have a lot of links down down below today. Okay, so I went around to Moa and I said, "Do you test enough?" Because I wanted to do a talk on testing, and the the board or whoever was in charge of the conference said, "Well, all our clients test," which may be true. You know, uh, Louise said that, and you know, it probably is true. It probably really good. Um, I don't see whether this is streaming or not. It looks like it. I'm recording it anyway. We'll we'll get it up there. Um, but I'm not seeing any streaming happen. It disconnected for some reason. Let's see if it's at least moving. Yeah, it looks like it's moving. Okay. So uh, I asked people if they tested enough, and they said no. One said, and this was from a major catalog company, they said, our CFO doesn't allow much real testing because he pointed out that one or the one side or the other will will lose. <laughs> if we test, we erode the overall margin, which would not have been lost had we just mailed the winner. Right. And if you just knew the winner, you wouldn't even have to do ever ever do any tests. That's very true. If you can predict the future, then there's zero need for testing. A pity you can't. <laughs> and I've learned the most when I'm surprised by the result. And that's one of the reasons I like uh, Craig Huey's articles, because sometimes I am surprised at what he's tested and what comes out which way. Okay, so the first step for me is I distinguish direct mail. A lot of people do direct mail, okay? And a lot of direct mail I see doesn't even have a response device or not one that's obviously visible. <laughs> and so I call that just pure direct mail. Uh, it's advertising mail, but it can be branding without a response device or a call to action, okay? Once it gets to that minimal, minimal level, I would call it direct response, okay? Because it's trying to generate a response. And when I went around asking the definition of direct marketing, most said generating a measurable response. Now, measurable doesn't mean you measure, and measuring doesn't mean you test. So you can do a direct response without much, much of anything else except you are generating something it doesn't have to be a sale so it can be very little right so uh it, it's also media independent lots of digital marketers generate clicks and so that's something um but uh direct marketing i define loosely and i do have if you look in the journals if you go to scholar.google.com and type in direct marketing you'll find my seminal article on the definition of direct marketing. Connie Bauer really wrote most of it, but I gave her the idea and we worked on it together. Um, direct marketing is an ongoing system. Important. It's not a tactic. It's really a strategy of how we're gonna how we're gonna learn about our about our advertising. How we're gonna let the marketplace tell us what's working. That's a key differentiating factor. Okay. It's a system that specifies statistically valid experimentation. And it's an ongoing process. It always includes a control versus a test, which is designed to isolate one or more key variables. So we can see the incremental difference between the winner and the loser in the test. It's more to it than just, oh, let's just do an AB. And we'll see which generates the most clicks. 
I tend to get it to EBITDA, try and get it down there. So decades ago, I challenged the Direct Marketing Association definition, which basically said a measurable response. It didn't say test in, at all. The word is not mentioned. It doesn't even say that you have to measure. It just says measurable, um, which, you know, give them credit. A lot of the testing isn't even statistically valid. In other words, they're not testing enough of a sample to really know what's going on. It's sort of like count the number of mice in the... Uh, in the pharma tests of a recent of a recent global experiment. Uh, direct marketing allows the market to inform the marketing, right? Find a need and fill it, the AMA says. This helps you find the need and helps you find which of your, of your campaigns scratches the itch most effectively. Dick Schaefer begins his excellent book on page 12 saying... Don't say direct mail marketing has been tried and failed because it hasn't been tried yet. He continues, nothing else so dramatically illustrates the vast difference in mindset, goals, and expertise uh, as these Fortune 500 companies, in these Fortune 500 companies, as the absence of response measurement in terms of profit and loss and the absence of testing. Absolutely. doesn't mean it's not effective. It could be an effective brand builder, even if it never you know, everything I throw away, I register somehow and I'm touching it. So I'm registering it with 10 times the neural receptors in my brain that I do from a from a video screen. OK, there's a long history of the language of direct mail being appropriated by marketers who need who need more, uh, who neither. That's supposed to be neither understand. I don't know what we re we worked on this sentence too much. They need more understanding of or inclement or inclination toward their advertising being held accountable. I guess that works, right? They need to be interested in the accountability of direct marketing, but they're not. So they use the term and they use it over and over and over. They, they, uh, David Ogilvy and Claude Hopkins massively credit what they learned from direct mail professionals and practices. Ogilvy believed that the big agencies and direct marketers would someday unite, but the opposite has happened. Direct marketing has been diluted to meaningless by the very association that coined the, the definition. One of its authors told me we wanted everyone to embrace direct marketing, not just good direct marketing. You know, when I told him it should have included testing. He said, well, that's good direct marketing. And I won't mention his name, although... He almost looked like he's going to punch me in the nose the first time we met because uh, he'd read my article. Uh, direct mail is expensive. Another reason it's all junky. How can we afford to risk that kind of money? The CFO doesn't like seeing these significant expenses, you know, as a line item. I got fired from a big cataloger for that. But compare that with digital, right? Here's the average cost per click uh, in Google Ads search advertising, May of 2023, Okay. Uh, online education is $9.35. Insurance, $8.41 per click. Travel, $1.34. Jewelry, $1.08. Okay. And Google, so all of these, and there's a few more, but you know, there's like 13 of them and, or whatever. We, uh, there were 17 and they showed 13. Uh, but Google actually will tell you, and I confirmed this with another article that I won't show, that the bounce rates are 30 to 70%. That means someone doesn't stay 10 seconds or click one link on your website. And landing pages are worse. 
bounce rate is higher. So uh, take all those numbers and double them, and you're getting your cost per engaged viewer. Remember, only one-tenth is engaged as a piece of mail in their hand. Okay, But also note that digital ad costs keep rising at or beyond inflation rates. Have this year. And digital ad fraud, estimated by Dr. Augustine Fu, my friend, uh, could be as much as 30%. So multiply those costs by 1.3. So we're talking about $20 plus per click in the online education industry and in the insurance industry, almost that as well. It's 16 plus 30% times that, and you're up at $20. Okay? Legal. It's all. Move, brother. Okay? What? But but you can mail a nice catalog for a dollar or less today, including the new higher postal rates. Okay. So, and since few marketers test, fewer, far fewer have let, yet to learn the downstream value. Uh, and I told, I've told you this story uh, oftentimes that one of my catalog clients hired a bunch of digital experts and at about 150 grand a piece. And we measured the downstream value of their customers generated by, by digital. And they were worth one quarter the downstream value, sort of like lifetime value, but we limit the time. So it's, you know, it's not lifetime. It's just what are they worth in the next six months? How much do they reorder? Right. And it was 25% of the profit of a normally acquired with a catalog and a rented list customer. Okay, which also probably extended for a much, much, much longer period. Okay, uh, and with little or no accounting training, most uh, most marketing professionals are considered commodities with little or self-inflated, uh, with little value or self-inflated children by C-suite professionals. I know that's true. That's why we won five out of five tests. Okay, so the only hope for direct mail to be valued is to conduct precise testing and to learn that sometimes the bad-looking direct mail is the most effective direct mail. Okay, without it, unaccountable digital will always win. The ad manager might want it to win. The creative directors want it to win, right? And unless your CFO and CEO participate in the testing conception, they will not see your results as more than as as more conclusive than clicks and impressions. If direct mailers do not impose proven accountability on themselves, direct mail will continue to shrink in marketing budgets in spite of what SQL response has to say. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that. It'll be available, highlighted up on the WDMA.org website for subscribers only. It's free. And I will put it up on LinkedIn, and I will try to do all those quotes that I told you I would. Bye-bye.